0: Welcome to Golf and the Good Life, your guide to golf travel across the pond. I'm DJ Jones, joined by my friend and colleague Connor Evers. Connor, it is great to be back with you as always. Obviously it's a very busy time, so thanks for taking your valuable time. Uh, Travel season is in full swing and planning for 2024 is at full tilt. Uh, Curious, what's the, what's the latest on your end of things?
1: DJ, likewise, great to be back with you as well. Um, as we said in the last couple episodes, group started to travel in the first uh, week or so of the month of April for this year, and people are off and running. Um, we mentioned in the last episode there's been really good weather, and it sounds like it's continuing, which is which has been great. So we're off and running for for 2024. We talked uh, you know, also a few weeks ago about Mirfield and the old course and now, today, we're going to talk about Royal Portrush and, and Royal County Down specifically and kind of how the booking process works for both. And uh, both courses are going to open up. I'll talk more about it in, in kind of the earlier parts of, of May. And we are recording this episode in the, the latter part of April. So uh, it will be starting to <laughs> hit here momentarily. So we're recording and talking about this pretty much at the perfect time for groups wanting to travel in 2024. So booking is, uh, is, is very popular right now for 24. So like I said, looking forward to talking about this and, and, and what have you for, uh, for Port and County down.
0: Yeah. Popularity may be an understatement when it comes to these two courses. I mean, it is just remarkable what has happened here, as far as the rising star of these links, because there's a time not too long ago where the number of American golfers who would head to this corner of of Ireland to play golf was next to none. A lasting piece in the region has certainly helped and will, you know, is, is probably one of the biggest drivers behind that. But the other thing is just the the continuous, you know drumbeat, if you will, of news and events and accolades that they've received. I mean, Royal County Down not long ago was named the number one course in the world by Golf Digest. And whether we like to admit it or not, lists matter. And when 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 people are planning a trip to a place that they're unfamiliar with, <laughs> the tendency is to just open up that list and choose your courses. Well, having the one at the top of the list is certainly a great asset. Um, and then up to the north, Royal Port Rush found its way back into the open ROTA. The, the open back in 2019 was a smashing success, so much so that it's already back on the calendar for 2025. And look, there are a lot of courses that are on the open road that won't have had the tournament once during that time, much less twice. So it just goes to show, you know, how great the offerings are there. And, you know, for the, from a traveler's perspective, these two courses are only a hundred miles apart. So the tendency is to, Hey, let's play them both in the same trip, but that's getting to be a little bit of a challenge. Uh, And I think Connor, you may, you may have a little more insight to share on that side of things
1: yeah, I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer per se, but we also want to give uh, you know our groups and our members the the arm them with the you know the right information and kind of how the process works. And frankly, when this episode comes out, um you know, here in a couple of weeks and you know the earlier part of May or what have you, it may be even too late pending on the months and the size of your group as well for twenty twenty four, believe it or not. So, Pretty much the, the the bookings open in the early part of May for both courses. So it's nice you can actually get both kind of around the, the same time frame and they do open up around the same time, which is which is good. Kind of kind of the same thing for the old course in Mirfield as we talked about in the past episodes. Royal Portrush is open for visitors usually uh, Monday through Sunday, um, a lot more uh, kind of restrictions on the weekend for Portrush, but they are open, as you'll find in some of the other courses throughout Ireland, sometimes on, on Saturdays and Sundays, you know, the, the courses are closed, so, um, and, and that's consistent, but, but Portrush is consistently open on the weekends, but again, a little bit more restrictions, more afternoon tea times. And Royal kind of County Down is kind of the same way that you have a little bit more closure dates throughout the weeks, but um you can get both usually on a on a trip, which is which is good. When it when it comes to booking these, I mean they go very, very, very quickly. I cannot reiterate that enough. It goes very quickly for both courses. You know, like I said, when you first open and, and listen to this episode here in May. A lot of those peak months of may june july and august they're, they're going to be sold out or very close to and having a bigger group it's it, it could be very very challenging so you know when you're listening to this for 2024 you may have to look at more off-peak times or look at just a different year or just a different area as well and you know for groups that may may not work for 24 just another thing to keep in mind is you know 2025 we don't really have the the details yet but the past open in, in 2019 there, um, you know, a lot of times you're playing off mats or it's just restricted play as well, you know, pending what the RNA does. So, you know, it sounds crazy to talk about 2026, but, it, you know, it's just a matter of a fact that it's going to be flat out as well, just again, because the year prior to that was the open. So um, it's just very busy. And I, we just like to tell our groups to to get ahead of it and, you know, make sure your group's situated and ready to go because it goes very quick, um, you know, w- within a matter of days and weeks, book early and be very flexible.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely key. I mean, flexibility, Having your having everything in a row as far as your group and who's going and what have you, you having those details ironed out is, is hugely important. And yeah, it's, it's kind of wild to be sitting here talking about 2026, but the early bird is going to get the tea time. If the open last year is any guide at St. Andrews, we received somewhere in the neighborhood of four months worth of inquiries, new inquiries for travel in that 10 days or so surrounding the open. And so the same thing is likely to repeat itself, you know, maybe not quite to that degree, but there's this going to be this huge spike in folks saying, Hey, I want to play Royal Port Rush. And well, that means 2026 supply and demand is going to still be in flux. And so planning early can't be overstated, but that is kind of the, the ins and outs to accessing the courses and and playing them as part of your trip. But there are a lot of groups out there who have tee times on the books for this year, who maybe have uh, are among the lucky few who have their tea time already for 2024. And so what follows is going to be sort of a preview of what awaits once you're there. Um, I'm going to start by kind of walking through Royal County Down. Um, the course itself goes back to 1890. O- uh, old Tom Morris designed the original course for a whopping four pounds. It kind of owes its origin to the railroad. Uh, Newcastle was kind of a holiday town. And when the railroad came to town, it became a, a great uh, destination for folks looking to get out of the city, and golfers needed a place to play, and thus came Royal County down. Not sure how much of the old Tom course remains, uh, but the the bones of what's there is largely owed to a, a gentleman named George Coombe. I think I'm saying that right. Maybe not. I'm not entirely sure, but he was actually a member and kind of their one-man greens committee, and uh, actually designed a lot of the course. And it's kind of remarkable because he wasn't a professional architect. He just was a a guy who was passionate about uh, what he was doing. And if you're you're familiar with the history of Pine Valley, if you kind of think of George Crump and what he did there, same sort of thing. Um, But in the 1920s, Harry Colt came along and made some alterations that are some of the most known holes on the course. I'm going to touch on those here in a second, but much of the course as we know it is kind of the the work of those two gentlemen. And when it comes to notable holes, the fourth is one of the most photographed in the game. It's a fantastic par three. It's over 200 yards. It's a a sea of gorse out there from the tee. I mean, you look at it and you just go, how on earth am I going to hit this green? Uh, The ninth, same thing goes. Harry Colt took two holes and kind of transformed them into one. And like many places at Royal County Down, the tee shot is blind. You kind of launch it up and over this ridge. And when you climb to the top, you want to have your camera ready because it's one of the most photographed places in all of golf. Uh, it's actually like a 60 foot drop from there back down to the fairway. But uh, the view of the mountains and the sleeve Donard and the coastline is absolutely sublime. Um, on the back nine, you know, the, the the front nine tends to get a lot of the attention at RCD. But on the back, there's some some great holes. I happen to like the 13th. I don't know that it gets the notoriety of, of some of the others, but for me, it's all about the second shot. It's, it's a, again, another blind shot played up and over uh, some gorse. The only thing that guides you is a pole behind the green. If anywhere is the case for playing a course twice, it's this hole. Because when you play it the first time, the tendency is to want to tug it left. And, well, there's a bunker over there waiting for you. But when you get around the corner, you realize there's all kinds of room out to the right. And not only that, but it funnels the ball down toward the green. If anything exemplifies that a blind shot is only blind once, it's this It's this shot. But it's also a great case for you got to have a caddy. You cannot play these, this course without a caddy uh, your first time through. And uh, But that's kind of the backstory to Royal County Down. Uh, Connor, I'd love to hear kind of the same when it comes to Royal Port Rush.
1: Yeah, absolutely, DJ. So Royal Portrush was founded in 1888, and Old Tom designed the original nine-hole golf course there. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Harry Colt came in and designed also the, both the Dunluce course as well as the Valley Links. And um, it's the only club outside of, of Britain to host the Open as well. And as we said, we'll, we'll come back in 2025. Um, the club has a lot of history, and I would suggest if if you are playing it, maybe leave just a little bit earlier, maybe 15 minutes or so, or stay a little bit behind. And walk around the club. Um, when DJ and I were there last October, we were fortunate enough to get a little tour from from Angus, the the booking officer there, and showed us around and and saw some great memorabilia. So definitely take take some time again before or after your round just to, to check everything out around the club. Um, really nice professional shop in there too, and and plenty to to purchase in the shop, which is which is great. Um, and some notable holes there. Uh, hole number five, White Rocks. If you've received one of our proposals before, or it's one of the pictures that is on, uh, if you look up on, on Google, um, it's kind of the notable hole there. Um, the, the green kind of goes out in into the ocean. Uh, hole number seven, uh, it's actually a new par five that was built uh, for the Open Championship. And uh, hole number sixteen, Clabody Corner, uh, great par three, one of the best in in Ireland as well. From the back tee, it's uh, it's about two hundred and thirty five yards or so, and there's a deep chasm short and right. So definitely uh, keep your handle a little low and and you know shut the face and get that thing left because you do not want to miss it, miss it right. Um, and if you have any wind in, you may you may even be hitting driver if you are playing for the back tees. But um, as I tell groups, play play the right tees and enjoy yourself. So that's kind of Royal Port Rush in a in a nutshell. But like I said, you know, spend spend some time in the clubs. I mean, a lot of, they they want you to to see and experience their their kind of history. So, you know, not only just for, for Royal Port Rush and kind County of Down, but just any of these courses, you know, spend a little extra time there and get to, get to know the history of the place.
0: That's great advice. I mean, all of these places, Scotland, Ireland, wherever you are, if you show up to the course, go to the tee, finish your round, get on the coach after the round and head onward, you've you've just missed out. You've you've really only done half of it. I mean, the all of these clubhouses, even for clubs that you may not have ever ha- heard of, have such deep history on display that you just need to spend a few minutes, you know, it just Adds so much value to your experience to soak all of that in. And I can also attest that driver is often not enough club at <laughs> Calamity Corner. But speaking of adding to your experience, I mean, this show is golf and the good life. And there is a lot of good life to be found near Royal County Down and Royal Port Rush. Uh, down at RCD, the leader, if you will, is the Sleeved Honored Hotel the Sleeved Honored is literally right next door uh, to the golf course. I mean, you mo- many of our groups will actually just walk to the course in the morning because it saves their driver hours for making that that transfer. But on um, the right next door, you know, from the ninth hole, as you're looking out, it's the red building with the spire in the distance. You know, it was it's kind of the grand dame of hotels in this region. It was recently purchased by the Marine and Lawn family of hotels. If you're familiar with the Rusaks in and St. Andrews and the transformation that Marine and Lawn did there, well, the great news is that's coming to the Sleeved Uh, They are kind of doing a head-to-toe uh, renovation of the property, some of which is going to be in play, if you will, uh, this year. So looking forward to our members experiencing kind of the reimagined hotel. Great dining uh, to be had on site. If you get done and you've got a sweet tooth, walk up the street to New Gelato. It's a gelato shop. The owner's Mm -hmm. last name is Nugent. So that's where it comes from. Years ago, I I was in town for several days. So I booked an Airbnb and the owner was actually the host for my Airbnb, which was kind of neat. And I was looking the other day and they've got like 12 locations now. And there's a reason, I guess, why they have uh, so many because the gelato is fantastic. But not to be outdone is the good life up at Port Rush. And Connor, you kind of definitely made the rounds there earlier this year. And uh, what did you find along the way?
1: Portrush is a, a very, very fun town and lots to do. Um, I was fortunate enough to stay at the Bushmills Inn and do a tour of the Bushmills Distillery and, and eat at Bushmills Inn as well. and. Just an overall great experience. And I know DJ, you stayed a little bit more um, in Port Rush and was able to kind of walk around more of the town there. But Bushmills is the the inn there is just a you know a few minutes drive from the the town of Port Rush and you know a really quaint uh, town and the Bushmills distillery is just a few minutes drive as well from the inn. Great tour and uh, Bushmills whiskey is very good. So I really enjoyed it. So the the tour is great. It's about an hour long. And um, I think everyone should should do that maybe on an off day or if you have an afternoon round at Port Rush and you know want to do something in the morning or, um, you know, when when they do open. So do that distillery tour, which is which is great. And then the Harbor Bar, so we've talked about it a little bit as well, and there's multiple Harbor Bars amongst Ireland, but the the one more specific to to Portrush is great, so you've got the the Harbor Bar there and more restaurants, there's multiple ones in and around that area, um, and there's several different, you know, cuisine options, so if you're into, you know, Asian Bistro or, you know, Italian or, or what have you, You've, they've got everything pretty much for you there. So, um, you could eat there multiple nights and have, you know, a different type of meal each night too. And then, you know, when it comes back to food, I mean, the, the, the restaurant at Bushmills Inn is, is, is fantastic. The sticky toffee pudding there you need to have and maybe get 2 um, I'm still dreaming of that as well. So, uh, you should, you should get after that for sure um and plenty to do and for sightseeing in that area you've got the Dunloose castle um which the Dunloose course is is named after um, uh, it's a great spot and you know it takes you can it can spend about an hour there, or so and it's pretty cool. Um, Giants Causeway, a huge tourist attraction, uh, but you know something I think everyone needs to see and experience. It's it's very unique, and if you're into Game of Thrones, which I am, um, and there's a there's multiple different kind of filming sites in and around that area too um, for y'all to visit. So the good life is is um, there's a plethora of options to do you know off the golf course. So.
0: Yeah, 100% agreed. I mean, one that uh, that didn't get a mention then uh, that's one of my favorites is the Karika Reed Rope Bridge. It is not for the faint of heart crossing that rope bridge. I mean, it is basically just a wooden bridge with two ropes on the side. I think there's a net underneath it, but uh, not to be missed. And actually the car park there is a filming site for Game of Thrones as well. I think it was a jousting scene that they did there. But, uh, you know, the other option when it comes to good life is one that... Again, going back to kind of the history of this area is something that would never have been considered, say, 25 years ago, and that's basing yourself in Belfast and then essentially commuting to these courses uh, each day. Belfast has seen so much investment and growth over the last several years. It is just a fantastic city no shortage of great hotels. The Merchant is a favorite among our members and really of ours as well. Uh, it used to be the the home of the Ulster Bank and is just a great opulent building. The bar should not be missed. Uh, the Grand Central and the Fitzwilliam are two other great hotels. But then in, within the city, you've got so many great dining options. James Street is a, is one of my personal favorites. Um, from sightseeing, you've got the Titanic uh, exhibition and the market. If you're there on the weekend, shouldn't it be missed? You know, all of which is to say, you can base yourself in Belfast, unpack the suitcase one time and just enjoy the good life in the evenings in, the, in in town and ride out to the courses. That of course is the downside. You've got like an hour commute out to the to the courses each day. But if you're traveling with some tourists and who are going to need to do some sightseeing and so forth while you're playing golf, Belfast opens up so many opportunities, not to mention all the other sites where they can ride along and, you know, drop you at the golf course and your driver host can continue on with the tourists and, and take them sightseeing. It's not the right fit for every group because of the commute times to the course and so forth, but it is an awesome option that, uh, that has opened up here, say over the last decade or so. But Connor, I, uh, I think we checked a lot of our boxes for this episode. Anything we miss?
1: I think we're, I think we're good. I mean, like, like I said, it, it is challenging to get both, but like I said, we're, we're as well as our partners across the pond are going to try our best to accommodate, you know, what, what you and your group would like. We've said it in multiple other ones, but flexibility is key on, you know, on these trips, especially with those two uh, you know, two big name courses that are, that are on that. So um, you know, just be flexible. That's, that's the big key. And, and there's a couple of follow-ups there too. I mean, we, we talked about having a driver host on, on our, past podcasts and, you know, with more good life stuff, with the sleep donnered right by Royal County down. I mean, as DJ said, you can physically walk to the golf course. And like we said, you know, those driver hours do count while you're playing. And what's nice is, you know, the, the driver doesn't have their hours don't, don't have to be going while um, you're you're staying at the sleep Donard and playing there. So that's a big benefit as well. And Belfast, as you said, DJ, is, it's, it's great. Um, and having some tourists there, there's a plethora of things to do. Um, and, uh, definitely get a Tipperary cocktail at the merchant while you're there. One of the best cocktail bars in, in the world. So definitely get a Tipperary for me.
0: Well, I know what you may be thinking if you're listening out there and that is what about all of the other golf courses nearby, because there's some fantastic golf in this region beyond the Royals. And so. We are going to have a separate episode that focuses just on those courses. So if you're out there listening from those courses, don't worry. We haven't forgotten you. We've got you covered in a a future episode. But if you have any questions about what we talked about today, send us an email, golf at haversham.com, or you can do the same uh, via DM on social media. But as always, thank you for tuning in. We will be back with you again soon with another episode. But until then, we wish you plenty of golf at its finest and life at its best.